This episode of the Elder Scrolls Online Play Sessions podcast is brought to you by listeners like yourselves. If you would go to our website at esoplaysessions.com, click on the Support Us page. We've got a couple options there to buy your video games through Green Man Gaming or Gamefly. Using our affiliate links would really help us out to pay for server costs and just kind of uh, you know fees for running the sites and everything. So if you guys would uh, go there and help us out, that would be awesome. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to episode 9 of the Elder Scrolls Online Play Sessions podcast. We took a little hiatus here for a while, just took in a break from the game a little bit on my end. I'm Luke, one of your co-hosts here, and with me tonight I've got Jason. Howdy, how's it going? Jason, you've still been playing quite a bit. I know I've had some work stuff come up where I haven't been able to play quite a bit here, but definitely looking forward to getting back in the game. But I know you've still been playing a while, so you're going to be... Yeah. be able to bring a lot to our conversation tonight so definitely i took like a week off at one point but other than that i've been playing quite a bit well very cool so what all have you been up to in the game lately well i have been um doing a lot of crafting and doing a lot well and a bit of leveling um so i'm a veteran level three right now just about hit veteran rank four very cool. And uh, going out, since we're even heart-packed, uh, once you hit 50, well, there is no level 50, it's veteran rank 1. Um, once you hit that, while you're out in Cold Harbor, then um, you have the option to go out to Daggerfall Covenant, which is uh, the first set of veteran zones. Basically, the way that works is um, it just scales everything up in the other factions, um, and you can go and right. do all the quests in the other factions and stuff. And it doesn't actually change your faction, but it kind of makes you friendly with both factions or all the okay. factions. So that's cool. And it, yeah, so it's been cool out there. Um, you know, just uh, doing the quests. I think my favorite part about it is just um, is just that they make it more difficult. So, by the time I was getting towards the end of Cold Harbor, I was feeling pretty B.A., you know, like I could <laughs> roll up to a group of four or five guys and just kind of dominate them. But once I got into a veteran level zone, I mean, I seriously, I find myself like seriously planning out how I'm going to kill a group of two or three guys. Nice. Um, That's rad. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, That's cool to see that yeah. they're bringing the challenge back, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is more challenging. Um, your gear and uh, the way you play, it, it definitely forces you to like actually find a good way to play. You can't just run in and start hitting stuff and hope that you're going to take out a group of three guys because you will get your butt handed to you. Nice. That's cool. So, yeah, unless you're a tank. Sure. Probably. I don't know. I'm not a tank. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to, crafting nice. and playing and just kind of enjoying it, taking my time. Yeah, I kind of stopped off. The last thing I was doing, I, I went back and 
had noticed that I'd kind of missed a lot of stuff in some of the starter zones. I'm a, I think I'm a level 31 or something right now. Mm-hmm. So I went back to Stonefalls and was actually kind of going through and completing all the quests and everything. So gotcha. I'm just about to wrap that up. I'm going to wrap that up tonight. That way I've kind of completed off Stonefalls. And then I'm just going to keep working my way through the zones there, getting back up to where I'm actually finishing off and everything. So just kind of doing that. I've been logging in pretty much every day still feeding my horse and kind of starting some research and stuff like that so keeping that up to date which is nice so i'm not totally behind on all that yeah um i don't know if you're if you're skilled uh you're blacksmithing and you're woodworking and clothing i don't know if they're high enough yet to get all three out of three of the um the one that allows you to research extra items i don't think they are yet okay as you get those higher, make sure you fill those up as soon as possible. Yeah, because definitely. You can, you can be researching up to three things at a time. Yeah, definitely. I've got going, so, yeah. Yeah, well, very cool. So now that we've kind of updated on what we've been up to, uh, I wanted to talk about just some of the news coming out in the game. So some of the big news, of course, is that Zenimax released patch 1.1.2, which brought all kinds of good stuff. Yes. Craglorn, Trials, uh fixed a whole bunch of bugs and everything like that so we've pulled up the patch notes here and just kind of wanted to read through some of them so jason feel free kind of just read through bring up any Mm -hmm. points that you find interesting and we'll kind of see okay what all what all sticks out to you in here okay is there anything you want to talk about first off in the patch notes or i mean definitely just the whole concept of trials i think I, i really like the way that they're approaching kind of you know high end raid content in here i think just the differences from you know other MMOs like WoW and stuff is just kind of a neat break from the tradition that we've had in here. Just with the way they've set it up, where there's no uh, no weekly caps, or you know you can just run it as many times as you want to mm-hmm. to, to keep progressing with how you're doing in there. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of excited to see the whole timed aspect of it. So when you're running a trial, there's actually a time set for you, and when you run through there. I think it's once a week they have a leaderboard, and I think it's the top 100 runs get extra bonus loot and, yeah. and things like that. So I just I just love the concept of setting that up and how everything uh, is going to be going that way, which I think is a real neat setup. Yeah, and the death recap. I've heard some I've heard gripe about that from some people, but I think it's really awesome. Oh yeah, and I that's in you... and out of trials too, right? That's just period, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, there's like a soul well. And I think there's, like, I think it's something like 39 deaths or something. 36. 36, yeah. So basically, if everyone died three times, it'd be over. You know? Right. And you have to start. And it's like you can keep going, but you have to start over from the beginning again. Right. Um, and so I think that's really cool because it forces uh, groups to really strategize. So Yeah, definitely. Strategy. <laughs> yep. So, I haven't done Craglorn yet, but I am definitely looking forward to doing it soon. I'm just not in a hurry, I guess. Sure. Um, and now, from what I've heard, it looks like, I mean, you can be, I think it's up to, you know, you can be veteran rank one and get out into Craglorn. Yes. But it's des- it's designed for a lot higher, I think, isn't it? Designed for VR 10? Well, um, not necessarily. The trials are designed for, I think, 10 to 12, VR 10 to 12, I believe. Sure. Or maybe it's just VR12. I'm not sure, since I'm VR3 still. But Craglorn is designed for veteran level 1 through 12 players. Um, A group of four veteran level 1 players with good gear and 
you know a good group makeup and they play well should be able to do okay just okay. Craglorn doing stuff I have read some you know complaining on the forum about uh, the grinding in there and it being too hard um, gotcha but that's just you know QQ yeah exactly uh, I don't I don't know though I haven't been out there so I really don't have a, a an opinion on it but sure the idea is that you're supposed to be able to be in it in any veteran level and be able to do okay if you have a good group gotcha okay that's cool so yeah yeah some other neat things that i were really liking just alongside trials is how they have the leaderboards that you'll be able to see and they also have trial of the week because there's a couple different trials and i'm guessing you know will be more to come they have kind of a, a set trial of the week where when you go through that, you'll get an extra reward if you've completed it. And so just kind of help you gear up even more in there. It's kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what else stood out to you in here? Um, let's see. Uh, some of the things that I liked was the chest change within dungeons. Definitely. Uh, um, so now for anyone that doesn't know, all the chests inside of, inside of four-player dungeons, uh, they're all shared now. So... You don't have to worry about some jerk running around ninjaing all the chests. Um, if you're within 50 meters of the chest, it'll automatically give you loot from that chest. Um, right, and, nice. But with that, they've reduced the number of chests. And, uh, yeah, and this doesn't affect chests in public spaces, by the way, just four-player dungeons only. So I like okay. that. Um, I like that they fixed some bugs and different things in some of the four player dungeons um and well yeah i'm just kind of scrolling through the list of, of i was gonna say i'm scrolling through the list of fixes here and it's just yeah huge it's like, where do you even begin to talk about it right yeah it's exactly like, there's so much stuff everything from animation to audio to gameplay and combat and quests and yeah and different spells and abilities yeah um, all the different there's fixes for all the different guilds yep i i like that um I they fixed a lot of abilities. Um, they've done a little class balancing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like Nightblades, for example, were kind of underpowered before. I feel like they're doing a little bit better now. Sure. Um, Templars, you know, were Templ Templar Templar Templars, Templars yeah. and Dragon Knights. I I mean, as I run around, I don't feel like they're dominating stuff as much as they were before. Well, that's good. good. Um, now you and I both play on the Mac and. Before this, we were having both, you know, quite a few crashes. There was a memory leak yes. that we were having mm -hmm. th that was just eating the computer alive after about an hour, hour and a half or so. Mm -hmm. Now, I haven't noticed it since the update. Have you? Um, since uh, since um, the update before 1.1.2, they had said, you know, we fixed some memory leak issues and I was still getting it and then a second time they fixed another memory leak issue and I was still getting it but then on this one they said they fixed an issue that was affecting both PCs and Macs um, okay it was a memory leak and since since they fixed that since 1.1.2 I've only I've only gotten booted from the game like maybe once like nice since this whole time so that's I, good. I don't I, I don't know if that was a memory leak or not sure yeah now i've heard that it's actually gotten a little bit worse on the pc side of things but yeah at least for us mac people it seems to be running well i've heard that too about the pc side too some i mean you know with uh 
with any big pat with any patch, especially a big patch like this, you know, they fix all sorts of code and they they patch all sorts of things, but then that in turn breaks a lot of other things too. Right. Um, and I mean, there's always going to be people that just sit there complain and say, "Oh, I'm quitting the game now because you broke this." That wasn't, but you know, think especially with a big patch like this, people just need to be patient, understand that you know. Well, yeah, they, and they probably know they broke that and they're working to fix that again. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between this and just your regular, you know, single player game or even just you know regular console multiplayer game. There's so much code that goes into games like this. There's so Definitely. much server side code. Where they really have to worry about all the you know the different characters meshing together and all this stuff that there's always going to be bugs. That's just how these games are. WoW has bugs and it's ten years old at this point, yep. and they they break stuff all the time. That yeah, they're really good at patching it and fixing it, but mm-hmm. I think so far Zenimax has been been pretty good. I think so too. Um, yeah, I've been. That's one of the things that's kept me playing the game. To be honest, is because they've been so diligent about putting out patches regularly and fixing stuff. Right. So, Well, very cool. Well, was there anything else in the uh, 1.1.2 patch notes you wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, I've liked a lot. I've noticed a big difference in crafting. Because, mm-hmm. um, for example, they've added a ton of cooking fires everywhere. And I have my cooking maxed out, so I do a lot of cooking. Um, they've, uh, they've added... Uh, a lot of different runes now. You're going to find runes a lot more. Um, and also uh, they, uh, with with gear, one thing that was bothering me was veteran level gear. Um, when you would craft veteran level gear, it would look like gear from before level 50 still. Um, gotcha. And so they fix that, so now the veteran gear looks more awesome and more Oh, very know, cool. More prestigious or something. That's awesome. Cool. So, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. Anyone can go to the patch notes and look at stuff they fixed. You know, just all sorts of issues, hundreds of issues. Really. Yeah, and we'll we'll have a link to those in the show notes here. So For sure. So, very cool. Well, the next thing we kind of wanted to talk about, you had kind of mentioned it in there about all these people you know, complaining and saying they're going to cancel their subscriptions and all this stuff. Uh, there was an article written on gamersperspective.net. Once again, we'll have the link to that in the show notes. Uh, it's titled, Why I Canceled My Subscription to ESO. So mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to read through this with you and see what points you thought were valid, what points you didn't really agree with. You know, So okay. what I'll do is I'll kind of read through this here, and we'll just kind of see what we can come up with. Okay. So let me see who this is by here, too. I should actually... So it looks like this is by Don Wilkins, like I said, over at GamersPerspective.net. So I'll just kind of paraphrase a little bit, and we'll we'll read through the first part here. In order to clarify why I decided to can my subscription for ESO, I think it's best to state that what drives me to play an MMORPG in the first place. To some people, these things will be inconsequential, but in my experience, I'm talking about here my time and my money. I'm an action-oriented player. By that, I mean I like to jump into the fray and beat the pulp out of something, anything that gets in the way that earns my ire. Uh, make no mistake, ESO is pretty, so very, very pretty, and it's massive. The characters are full of personality and add another layer to the story, a thing that many MMORPGs lack. But ESO also has a few key flaws that deflate much of the fun for me. The first thing that, that took away, er, The first thing that took away from the enjoyment was the ridiculous inclusion of a million items to acquire. 
Initially, I like this as I'm a hoarder by nature. Unfortunately, it doesn't take long for my bags to fill up as and I was loath to part with many of the items as I was desperately afraid to let one go needing uh, to, uh sorry <laughs> I was desperately afraid I'd let go of one needed for something important later on. That and most of the items were worthless and why am I able to sell something for literally nothing? So, what do you have to say about that first okay. part there? Um I have a bit to say about that. I Almost all of her points on why she disliked or why she's quitting, I I disagree with her on almost all of them. But it's great. It's good to hear her perspective. So she sure. talks about um, she's complaining about uh, her bag space, not having bag space and, you know, being a hoarder. So always running out of bag space because she's always picking up worthless stuff. Um, first of all, my advice to people, um, especially at low level would be to not worry about all that worthless stuff, especially if it's not worth any gold, unless if it's like, unless if you're really into crafting and you're going to, you know, it's a corundum or, or something like that, you know, save that and throw it in your bank or something. But, mm -hmm. um, you don't need to hang on to all that stuff. I mean, you're going to get plenty of items that are are worth keeping, especially as you level. I feel like the more items, the amount of items you get increases as you level. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I definitely understand her plight. You know, I, my bags fill up pretty quickly too, and I've upgraded them. I have like 120 slots in my bag. Sure. You know, and something like that. It's about the same for my bank. Um, but I, I mean, it doesn't seem like an issue to me because as you start making more gold, you can buy more bag space and, you know, you just gotta be, I guess my only, my only thing I could say something like that is to be, you know, if you're going to be a hoarder, you know, be smart about what you're going to hoard. Just don't hoard a bunch of worthless crap, hoard like gear that you want to research or, you know, um, stacks of wood that you want to make wood weapons. Right. And if, if you have something that's worth money that, you don't think you're actually going to use don't hold on to it just in the case that you might use it someday just sell it because you'll probably get another one eventually when you need it yeah and i think this is too where just my experience with other mmos in wow you, it's, you don't, might not get as much stuff but you definitely accumulate a bunch of junk that you know gets in your bags mm -hmm. and i just so, got so used to having add-ons that automatically sell gray items for me that i mm -hmm. i don't even think about it anymore when I run up to, you know, anyone to repair or to, to buy something or anything like that, I have it set to just automatically dump all my my low-quality items, and they're gone, and I don't even think about it. So, yeah. And that'll clear up a ton of bag space right there. So that might help you out if you're having that problem. Now, the, the only difference, I would say, between this game and WoW, even though there is, you know, there's like ectoplasm and all right. sorts of stuff that's worth money, foul hide, you know, stuff that's worth money that is literally just junk for you to sell to get gold. That's cool. But the thing I really like about ESO is that even most of the junky items, like crawlers and worms and all this stuff, it's like you can use it for something. So if you really are a hoarder, you know, um, and you want to save every worm you get and stuff, you know, you can go out and go fishing with that worm, use it as bait. Um, so there's really only a few items in the games that really have no use other than just to be sold. Um, sure. Which is cool. But then by the same token, like you said, you know, all that stuff doesn't mean you have to keep it. You can just sell it. Yep. I, I sell that kind of stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. 
for sure. All right, well, next point she brings up here, I'll read kind of the next paragraph here. Another thing that prickled me was the decision to save some of the dungeon or to to have some of the dungeons public domain. As I was adventuring in the dungeon, there would, were dozens of other players in there too. Most of the time that meant that I arrived far too late to kill the dungeon's boss, and while I would get the credit for the kill and the body would already be looted. I suppose Bethesda assumed that people would team up for the dungeon, but when the loot only goes to the one who reaches it first, what's the point? Adding to the list of things irritating me was a complaint I'd already brought up in my previous ESO article, the encounter rate. Although things are better than during uh, although things are better than during beta, I still cannot review my character sheet, look at my equipment, or even scratch my nose before an enemy is on my butt. Now you can justify. Uh, now, you can justifiably ask why I would mind all the monsters since I stated how much I enjoy combat, but there's a difference between a high-pitched battle with a boss you've hunted in a dungeon and some crab on the beach that keeps you from collecting a rune. Mm. So, I, I I completely disagree with this point. Okay. One, I, I completely love the public dungeons. That's one of my favorite things yeah. in the game. And she's wrong about it, by the way. Because it's not only the person who reaches it first that gets the loot. Right. It's an area of effect, basically. Yeah. It's if you're within range and you attacked it, you have a chance at getting loot. You also yep. have a chance at not getting loot. So. Exactly. So, yeah. And I, I love going in there and just having a group of people working together to, to work on killing a boss. It, it's quick. It's easy to get in and out. There's also, you know, there's often other things in the dungeon. So it's not like you are going in just to do that and get out a quest is sending you in there's sky shards there's other things there so i i really love the public dungeons mm-hmm. and when it comes to having mobs that you know jump on you out while you're in the, you know out and around so easily i haven't experienced that personally when i sit down and need to look at something or you know tweak an add-on you make sure you're in a spot where there's nobody around and you've got plenty of time For yeah sure. if you stop in the middle of a city or you know a a in the middle of a quest hub or something like that, you should be there. But if you go stop out in the middle of a city that's, you know, on fire or something like that, yeah, there's going to be enemies there. That's kind of the point. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I understand what she's saying. You know, I mean, there have been some caves and Cyrodiil and some dungeons and stuff where I'm like, where the encounter rate, I think, is legitimately, like, more like the respawn rate is sure. legitimately too fast. You know, like okay, I just killed this group of three skeletons and now I'm fighting the next group and before I even have them dead, the group I just killed spawned behind me and is attacking me again. Right. You know, I have run into that. And that's just stuff they need to fix, you know. But if that's not a complaint I would have game-wide. That's just, like, specific spots. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I definitely disagree with her. <laughs> okay. That. But, you know, teach her own, whatever. Yep, exactly. So, People all right, just- and... We'll read through the last paragraph here. This is her number one complaint. Speaking of combat, that leads me into my number one beef with ESO. I could, perhaps, live with the endless array of useless items, the annoying proliferation of players or even enemy encounters, but what I cannot ignore is the battle system itself. Combat controls are some of the worst I've played in recent memory. I felt like I was hauling a mattress around, trying to point myself in the general direction of an enemy so I could hopefully hit them with a spell or sword, and not the wall on either side. The targeting is frustratingly unresponsive, and the point of an enemy's attack uh, and the point of an enemy's attack and timing with a shield have uh, only casual relation. Most of the time, I took a hit I'd long since blocked. 
to compensate, Bethesda had given the enemies a wind-up time with silly glowing sparks as to indicate when they were attacking, but that only added to the confusion. Basically, I was either killing without actually accurately striking or getting creamed even though I had executed the proper dodge or block. This just makes me laugh, I have to be honest. It's just like, okay, so basically you're saying your number one complaint is that you suck. Exactly. Yeah, you don't know how to dodge. (laughs) Okay, I don't want to sound mean. Okay, but okay. Yeah, I'll try not to be mean. All I can say is that um, I... I like the sparks, you know, it's like, oh, hey, they're winding up a heavy attack, time to block, okay, yeah, maybe sometimes your block will fail or something, or maybe there's little glitches, but I feel like the combat is pretty dang responsive, personally, Yeah. and I don't have any, I've never had any trouble targeting the guy I want to target, you know, you can tab select them if you need to lock onto them, Um, I don't know, how do you feel? I mean, the only problem that I have with the combat system is I just wish I had more spells. I wish I had access to maybe ten mm-hmm. spells at the same time. But Yeah, instead I, of five. At a time. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I think it's a refreshing change. You know, it, it is different, and mm-hmm. it does take some getting used to. But I, I think mm-hmm. I like that. You know, I was definitely – I played a warlock in WoW, and when we were in a boss fight, I would sit there and just stare at my action keys and do nothing else. I was just – pounding away on those and didn't see half the fight because you had so many abilities to use you've got so much stuff to manage with different cooldowns and you know if something procs you got to hit your big spell then and Mm -hmm. with with this i'm so much more focused on what's going on i can see the fight i can enjoy the fight you know so Mm -hmm. yeah it's a simplified version in a way but i think that the 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 pros that it brings kind of definitely outweigh the cons yeah and I think that's exactly why they gave us only five abilities because they wanted us to be more focused on the fight and not sure. staring at our action bar. Exactly. And so it's kind of grown on me just having five, to be honest. And especially since you can switch once you hit level 15, you know, you can switch to a second weapon. Right. You can put the same weapon in there if you want and just add five more abilities. Yep. And I've I've just gotten used to, hey, you know, when I need this certain ability, I just switch weapons real quick, I use it, and then I switch back. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's pretty dang responsive, so. Yeah, and I mean, you can you can uh, hotkey it to switch weapons. Like, I, since I don't use my quest tracker, um, I've changed T to be instead of changing quests on your quest tracker. Mm-hmm. I've set T to switching my weapons real quick. Oh, nice. Since, you know, so it's within quick reach, you know. And Yeah, that makes sense. Um. And so, yeah, I I think basically her complaint there is just like while I while on some of it I can see where she's coming from, I completely disagree. Um, yeah, with her. So I think it's mostly just she just needs to get better at playing the game. <laughs> so, yep. Anyways, but yeah, there's lots of people have lots of complaints about the game, but people will complain and trolls will troll and. Uh, um, that's just how it goes, especially with MMOs, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like you have such a love-hate with games. You either love them or you hate them. And... Exactly. And so, um, yeah, so anyone out there that is cruising the forums or something, you know, just kind of take everything with a grain of salt because there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, hate one thing, but, you know, for, for every person that hates it, there's someone that completely loves it, you know? Yep. So definitely yeah so anyways that's that article yeah 
So I know something else we kind of wanted to talk about too was just add-ons that we've been using. Um, yes. There was a great uh, post that I found over on Reddit by Drewology. Uh, he called it his must-have add-on list version two. So it's got a whole bunch there. And then I also I wanted to hear what add-ons you, you are using, Jason, so we can kind of see what everybody's yeah. up to and see what's going on. So Heck yeah. why don't you read through yours first, and we'll kind of see and compare it to what's on the website here. Okay. So I've got stuff he doesn't list, and then I've got some stuff he does list. You know, mm-hmm. so it's all obviously very subjective. Anyways. Um, I'll just go in alphabetical order. Sure. So the first one I've got is called Alchemist, which is by far one of my favorite add-ons that I have um, if you're going to do alchemy. Um, Basically what it does is it analyzes what herbs you have. So when you interact with the alchemy station, this little window pops up, and it it can see what herbs you have in your bags and your bank and stuff. And what it does is it says, hey, um, you need to research it it figures out hey you haven't figured out this many traits on these herbs hey if you combine this herb that you have and this herb that you have you're going to discover these traits so you're not ever guessing um, or having to refer to the internet to figure out what herbs to mix together to discover the traits okay um, so it just tells you right away hey mix these two herbs together right now and you're going to discover these traits and it'll keep doing that until you have all the traits discovered you know um Nice. And um, so I like that one, Alchemist, it's called. So anyone doing alchemy, I would say that is a must-have. Okay, now one I have that he does list, um, which is also one of my favorite add-ons, is called Azura, Mm A-Z-U-R-A-H. Yeah, I see that one on his list there. And that one, it's pretty simple. It basically, it just allows you to change your user interface around. If you want to move your compass to the bottom of the screen or wherever, if you want to move your your raid frames or your group frames, which I've done. You know, I have my group frames um, down by my health bars and stuff. I have my health, magic, and stamina bars all towards the middle, okay. bottom, Um yeah, so you can that's it's real simple. You can change your user interface with it. So Azure is really cool. Um, I'm sure there's more stuff it does too. Um, I just don't. That's all I use it for. So sure. Uh, let's see what else do I have. I have several. Let's see. I have Craft Research Timer, which if you're into crafting, I would say is probably a mandatory one to get. Um, basically, it just puts a little window that shows your blacksmithing, woodworking, and clothing all in one. And um, whenever, and it just shows you your cooldowns you have, what you're researching, what the cooldown is. And um, I just kind of stick in the bottom right-hand corner of my screen. Um, so that one's cool. Uh, if I have like a couple hundred hours, you know, on everything, I just kind of click it off, you know, and turn it back on in a few days. Sure. Okay, I've got that. I've got Craft XP message, Craft XP MSG. That one just when you deconstruct something or you make something, it shows in your chat window um, how much XP towards that crafting ability you got. So that one's good. Guild store search is cool. It adds a search function to the guild store. Uh, inventory grid view. I think you're using that one too, right? Yeah, I have that one as well. Yeah, so that one's great. So you can view your inventory in a grid instead of you know a scroll. Um, and it also, if you want, it'll put colored boxes around the things for mm-hmm. you know, magic items and rare items and stuff. 
Um, I've got Khajiit Speak, which is for people who play Khajiit characters. It kind of changes the the way they talk from um, the way your Khajiit talks to NPCs from, you know, the King's English to, you know, the jarbled Khajiit Speak. Um, I have a right. Khajiit alt, so that's why that. Lore books? That's fun. Okay, yeah. Okay, the next two ones I want to mention are amazing okay the first one is sky shards <laughs> sky shards shows where all the sky shards in the game are and then it uh it shows them as black if you don't have them and white if you do have them um and then there's one just like it called lore books which used to be really awkward um and it used to take up a ton of space but now they've since updated the graphics in it and it just has a little picture of a scroll or a little picture of a book um, where all the lore books and scrolls and stuff are in the game. So that's great if you want to get your mages nice. up. So yeah, I... I I'm going to install that one right now. Yeah, I keep lore books and sky shards on at all times, no matter what. Um, there's one called Photographer, which uh, it's a media add-on that allows you to re- uh, basically turn off the in-game music and play music that you want. And then it also allows you to... Uh, take pictures um, uh, without so basically it allows you to take screenshots but it ignores all your user interface so it just takes a screenshot of you know just a screen with all the gotcha. without all the extra stuff um, I haven't tried that one yet actually but I have it I'm going to try it <laughs> okay almost don't worry I'm almost through all my add-ons I don't have nearly as much as this, this other dude um, yeah he's got a ton Okay, the next one is probably the best add-on I have. Probably my favorite one out of every add-on ever. Um, and I say it's because I'm really into crafting. It's called Research Assistant. I think I've told you about this one, Luke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, so basically that one just... Uh, whenever you're going to deconstruct stuff, it adds a little box, a colored box next to each item that um, you have either in your bag or bank um, while you're... in. Inter- while you're, you know, uh, interacting with the deconstructing part of the crafting station. And it, basically, it's black if you know it already, um, if you know that trait already. It's yellow if you have multiple, and it's red if you don't know it. So that's basically like, hey, don't deconstruct this because you haven't researched this yet. Um, and so that just saves a lot of time. Uh, you don't have to sit there and make a list of what you've researched and everything. It just shows you right away. Um, so research assistant. I've got spam filter to keep out spam. Spent skill points kind of just adds a number count. Um, when you hit K to go to your, your skill points thing, it adds a number count next to each little category, saying how many skill points you spend in there and then showing how many skill points you have total. Okay. Um, so that one's awesome. Tease chat colorizer. I have that. Um, and that's the add-on most people use to add colored text to the chat, which I, I use. Um, I created some macros, which I have saved in Microsoft Word, which if I'm trying to spam my, you know, crafting selling services or something. Gotcha. I have, like, some different colored stuff in there to help stuff stand out. That's rad. Um, so tease chat colorizer. That one's cool. Um, Wicked's Framework, um, that's oh, that's the one we both use with the bar, yep. right? Yep. So mm-hmm. that one's also awesome. Um, so that one shows 
all sorts of stuff, you know, how long till you need to feed your horse, right. lifting cooldowns if you want, um, how much gold you have, what zone you're in, your frame rates, all sorts of stuff. And then Wicked's Outfitter I use um, just to save my, my outfit, you know, in case I accidentally turn off a piece of gear to see what something else looks like, and then it's hard to find it again in my bag or something. I just, you know, quit my outfit real quick again, and then on so anyways very cool that is all of the ones i have right now nice i'm interested to see what this guy has though is there yeah. any ones you have that you wanted to mention yeah so i mean i've got a couple other ones um a big one that i really use a ton is foundry tactical combat mm-hmm. which changes uh just your character frames and your enemy frames brings them kind of condenses it into a, a much cleaner look i really enjoy it because it makes everything real fast and easy to see it also gives you enemy frames which are really nice you can see their mana and their health uh, or magicka i should say so that one's really great mm-hmm. um a couple of the other ones i've got the sky shards i've got you know uh, inventory grid view uh, inventory item borders is kind of a same same thing it shows the quality of items on your character sheet nothing too big um the big one, the other one that I use are the War Legend group frames and raid frames. Mm-hmm. I very much like having uh, just more information when it comes to my party and everything. So that will show me a lot more of you know health and magicka and stamina for everybody in my party, and also in your in the raid if you're doing raiding. And so it's great to do that when I'm healing. I can just kind of keep an eye on those. And see that instead of having kind of the text all over the characters on screen, I can kind of put it up in a corner, you know, look at it every once in a while and see that kind of makes just the play experience a little bit. I I like it better because it keeps it more clean. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and then Wicked's Framework, like you said, uh, another big one that I use is Wicked's Quest Tracker so that I've got that up there, which Mm -hmm. makes it a lot nicer. You can see multiple quest tracking at the same time shows you what you've got in each zone. And so it kind of really helps me to organize what I'm going to go do next and everything. And then uh, another one that's just kind of a small thing that's kind of neat is called Weapon Charge Alert. All it does is when your weapon charge drops below 20%, it just pops up a little alert telling you that you need to refill your weapon. Nothing special, but... That's very cool. Just makes it easy that way if you forget to and you're in combat, you don't all of a sudden drop tons of DPS because... You forgot to just recharge your weapon, so yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, and then I mean, we'll link his his list in here. He's got all kinds of stuff in his as well. He's got some screenshots of his UI. We'll uh, we'll take some screenshots of ours and put them in there as well. That way you can kind of yeah. see what ours looks like and everything. But yeah, great great list here on Reddit of a whole bunch of add-ons that are just awesome and really help the game out in a lot of different ways. Definitely. Oh, and let's mention the handy dandy minion application yes which works on pc and mac so um yeah do you want to talk about it yeah it's it's basically just an app one where you can install add-ons and then the great thing about it is it keeps them up to date Mm -hmm. so like when 1.1.2 came out i didn't have to go around to all these different to all the different sites get my updates for all the add-ons and everything because they a bunch of them Mm -hmm. broke when the new update came out you hop into Minion, you hit update all, it updates them all, and you're done. Yep, So and it takes a few seconds, literally, to update yeah, them all. Um, exactly. Now, War Legend, the War Legend ones, I I just uninstalled those. I'm going to try them again later, but um, they 
I was still getting UI errors every time I'd log in. Oh, uh, gotcha. Hmm. So just a heads up on that one. Yeah. To update theirs still. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. That's the nice thing about Minion is it'll pop up and show you mm-hmm. when you've got updates and everything. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Well, you know, one other thing that we kind of wanted to mention was they do have a, the latest episode of the Tamriel Chronicle out. Up, uh, it's up issue 60. So we'll have a link to that in there. I love how they come up with this and just kind of keep us up to date with all of the goings on in just the ESO community. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, links to, to news articles and there's fan music and fan fiction and just all kinds of stuff. So I really love getting these updates and just seeing what everybody's doing out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tamriel Chronicle is really awesome. Yeah. And then they've got that poster collection too, right? That's yeah. official Bethesda stuff though, right? Like posters you can buy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So they put that up for sale. I think it's 40 different collectible posters. Dang. Um, yeah, and it's like 15 or 20 bucks. It's not crazy, but just some gorgeous artwork that they put out from the game that's that's really cool. So, yeah, yeah so that's I mean, something seriously. you can check out if you're interested in poster your walls with that. I might get something if they have something I like. Yeah, exactly. Well, very um, cool. Well, anything else that you want to bring up tonight, Dietmar? A couple things, just real quick. Yeah, um, go for it. One is um, just wanted to talk about crafting in the game a little bit with a yeah, for sure on crafting for people. So, um, as I've mentioned several times tonight, I've gotten really into crafting, um, and uh, I got I've been trying to get kind of organized with it, you know, because. Um, I see a lot of people selling their crafting services, and so I wanted to kind of get an edge over everyone. And so I went through... um, One thing I did that I would highly recommend to other people doing is really figuring out and writing down what you're going to charge for different things. Um, So, like, for example, I made a crafting pricing sheet, and it's got, you know, first section improvement materials, and it's got, you know, green, then blue, then purple, then orange, and how much I charge for each of those... And then if I break into my private mats, you know, that I want to use on my own gear, how much extra I charge. And then it's also got, you know, like what they're going for on the market. And then I have written down, you know, how much. So if if you want me to craft something for you and it's all your mats, you give me everything I need, how much I'm going to charge you. Um, if it's all going to be my mats, how much I charge you, that kind of stuff. Um how much I charge for, you know, certain for the traits or certain set bonuses, stuff like that. So um, that's something I would recommend people to do just to figure it out. That way you can be fair with people. And I've noticed, um, I've noticed a huge difference personally since I made this thing. Um, and I've had like, I've been able to tell people like right away what my prices are. They ask like, hey, can you make this for me? And what would the price quote be on that? Instead of just sitting there and thinking like, oh, how about blah, 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 this much, you know. I'm like, hey, this is much. This is how much stuff is going for on the market. And so I know instantly how much profit I can make. And it, so I tell them, and people seem to think my prices are pretty fair. I mean, just in the last two days, I've made 35,000 gold from crafting for like yeah. literally like three people. That yeah, that's crafting awesome. crafting for like three people. Yeah, 
And I'd, I'd say overall, I've probably made over a hundred thousand in the last couple of weeks. Crafting That's awesome. Since I made this thing. And I mean, I don't have that much right now. I have like 50 right now, but anyways. Um, and then also, um, yeah, so, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll include a link to my crafting pricing sheet and then also a link to another, uh, thing. Um, just, I, I guess if anyone is interested in, uh, crafting at all, I, I would be happy to make anyone stuff. So we'll, we'll put a, a link to my pricing sheet as well as, um, you know, a link to a sheet that shows everything that I've researched. Um, I've got probably about 60% or so of the stuff researched. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then people can, that way when I, when, uh, someone wants to buy something for me, you know, I just, I just say, Hey, instead of sitting here and talking for 10 minutes and figuring out if I can make what you want, I'll just shoot you a link and then you can just, you know, hop, you know, hop over to your internet browser real quick, open it up and you can just literally browse right there. Like a, a menu, you know, for sure. And be like, Hey, this is what I want. I know exactly how much it's going to cost. I know if you can do it or not. And they can just tell me right away. So that's for sure. a lot of time. So yeah, Anyways. we'll put that up on the website and have a link there and uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. Yep. Cool. Thanks. So, yeah. um, that's kind of, I think that was kind of what I wanted to talk about with crafting. Okay. Um, I, I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, if people are feeling like they're not able to make a lot of gold in the game right now, I would recommend investing heavily into crafting with skill points um, and really getting into that if you have the time because there's a lot of gold to be made with crafting because there is a lot of people that don't want to do it and they are more than willing to hand over gold. For example, earlier <laughs> today I made a... a full set of gear for you know blue items for someone and they give me like 20,000 gold yeah so, yeah I made I mean off of the stuff that I used for my mats I made at least 10,000 gold in profit off that so that's awesome so anyways um there's good money in that if you have the time and the patience to put into crafting but yeah uh, well very cool I think that was kind of it really okay um, well oh. yeah Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say also just uh, one thing we didn't mention from the patch notes earlier um, that people will be really happy about if they haven't noticed yet is that they reduced both the the fee for posting stuff on the guild store and they also reduced repair costs by a lot. Oh, wow. Nice. So I hadn't read that part. So That's awesome. be happy about that. Yeah. The repair costs were, were pretty dang high. Yeah. So I I I feel like they almost halved the repair costs. So, but I could be wrong. That's awesome. So, anyways, well, very cool. Well, thanks so much for for joining us tonight, guys. Uh, it's been a blast getting to kind of get back into the swing of things. So we're hoping to keep this back up and going. Hopefully, my work uh, work issues have been kind of calmed down, and we can keep keep going with the podcast. And me get into the game and play some more, which has been kind of the huge. You know, reason I haven't gotten to to do the podcast is I didn't have too much to talk about. So, uh, please definitely check out our website. It's esoplaysessions.com. We're gonna have links uh, for this show and just kind of all the different articles there. Like we also said, we'll put up Jason's crafting guides and price sheets and everything there, so you can have some links to those. Um, if you go to our website, there's also a couple links to help support the podcast. 
There's links for Green Man Gaming and uh, Gamefly. If you use those, uh, just the affiliate links, it helps us by giving us some money just by you clicking on the link. That's it. So definitely check those out. And then, yeah, the other thing that would really help us out is uh, reviews on iTunes. Most people get their podcasts through iTunes, and getting reviews there helps just to kind of get the the show more public and more people to see it um, and just help us to kind of grow this community and have some more people to interact with. So thanks so much for joining us on Episode 9 here, and we look forward to seeing you in-game. See you guys.